Are you ready for hockey-related anxiety and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxiety and more? Well, hasn't the NHL just been perfectly normal in the past two weeks? We've had trades in the second round and in the conference finals. We're having the conference finals in Edmonton. And we're having NHL awards handed out. What is going on? Let's talk about all this on this episode of Hockey-Related Anxieties and More. Are you ready for Hockey-Related Anxiety and More? Are you ready for Hockey-Related Anxiety and More? start by talking about the Western Conference Finals. Oh, that brings back really sad memories. I hate the Vegas Golden Knights, who are sadly in the Conference Finals after beating the Vancouver Canucks, who Thatcher Demko, my goodness, was he good. Just making save after save after save. The Canucks have a bright future with Markstrom and Demko. I was thinking to myself, eh, I don't know how good Demko's going to be. Eh, maybe the Golden Knights are going to win, beat them in five. And then Demko just goes out and pulls off a, a 0.87 goals against average and a .981 save percentage, if I'm not mistaken. And he basically was the reason why the Canucks won a single game when Markstrom was injured. Without him, the Canucks would have lost every game eight to nothing. Eight nothing. It would have been chaos. And Robin Leonard just getting shut out, weird shutouts. Like just everybody's getting shutouts in that series. So the Golden Knights win that series in in Game Three, in Game Seven, which was possibly the worst hockey game I've seen in my life. And I've seen some really bad hockey games. So the Golden Knights advance. Also on that day, the Dallas Stars advanced to the conference finals, too. After, yeah, so the Dallas Stars are in. Um, interesting team. Anton Hudobin's in goal. Um, he gets a shutout game one, and then they lose game two, and he gets pulled. And Mark and uh, Gavin Leonard gets a shutout. So why is everyone getting shutouts on the Golden Knights? It's weird. Stop. Don't do this to me. You're torturing me, Golden Knights. Stop it! Okay. And we also need to talk about the Islanders, who, um, wow, they were bad in game one. I don't even care that the NHL partially screwed them up, even though they screwed themselves up because they didn't win game five or six or seven, even though they should have won the game six, but they didn't, but that's not for right now. Even because of that, now they lost in possibly the most embarrassing hockey game of all time. That's basically the equivalent of a 16 forward loss in the 80s, I think. Like 20 goals to zero or something. That's probably about the equivalent. And then the Lightning destroyed the Bruins. They picked the Bruins apart. They were monsters. 
in the second round. And I think they can win the cup, which is not good for my bracket. By the way, if you want to you want to know how my brackets go in, let's take a look because I haven't checked. All I know is that it's doing horribly. Oh, I have 88 points for one of my leagues, for one of my brackets, which isn't that bad, but um my other bracket is um well, actually I'm oh, okay. I'm just a second. Um, I picked the Avalanche to win in one of my leagues, and I've got 75 points, which is not, which is good enough for me to be 107th ranked. Ah, and then I also picked the Bruins to win in another one, and I currently have 100, and I'm currently 113th with 40 points. Yikes. Then, um, I'm also in a league, private league where I picked the Golden Knights to win, and I have 88 points. And I should have picked the Lightning. I never picked the Lightning. I only, I never picked the Lightning because I didn't, I thought that Victor Hedman was injured. And then I see in game one that Victor Hedman's playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I went, oh, come on, screw you too, NHL. And so that's what's happening. And of course, my Philadelphia, um, Wow, that's kind of bad. Anyways, at least I'm not as bad as my friend who has only has 74 points. But oh well. My bracket is in rough shape. But the NHL, of course, there's been a lot of wacky, weird, crazy stuff that's been going on in the NHL. The conference finals, of course. Tonight is game two of... New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. And, yeah. So, also, Jets rumors will be coming up on this episode. You can take a look at that. And I am going to use those rumors and turn them into trades. Whoa. Okay, what the heck is that? So, that that happened. Oh, there's a new episode of Weird NHL. I'm going to have to watch that later. So that's what's happening. The NH, so it's the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights versus and the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. My picks. I think Vegas is going to beat Dallas in six games. And now Vegas is just going to beat them in five because they hate me and they want to make me feel sad. Islanders Lightning. I'm picking Lightning in six. I feel like the Islanders. If they play like that again, they're getting swept. That they that was the worst hockey game I've seen possibly ever. That game was awful. You don't lose eight to two in the modern era. You just can't. Although it still wasn't even the most embarrassing game I've seen in the playoffs. Shout out, Calgary Flames. Lucic, you suck, buddy. Anyways, back to the topic. Where was I going with that? Oh yeah, Island. I'm picking Lightning in six, and then I think the Lightning are, are going to beat the Golden Knights in six games. I have a six-game theme going on. Oh well, but I guess that'll conclude my conversation for the very 
conference finals that I don't like. I am cheering for the Islanders to win the cup now because I don't know, just because I want to make Leafs fans feel sad. Okay. Sorry, Leafs fans. Do we even have any Leafs fans that listen to this podcast? Anyways, now we're going to go into trades. Let's just go to cap friendly here and t- talk about the the trade that happened, which um I think is just a hilarious trade. Um, teams, let's go to... So there was a trade between the St. Louis Blues and the St. Louis Blues and the Montreal Canadiens. So here's the trade. The St. Louis Blues acquire a 2020 third-round pick from Washington, which was Washington's third-round pick, and a 2020 seventh-round pick, which is Chicago's from Montreal? What? This makes no sense. And then the Montreal Canadiens acquired Jake Allen and a 2022 seventh-round pick, which was St. Louis's. Um... The other trade in February that the Canadians made with the Blues, um, the Canadians made another trade with the Blues in February 2022nd. Uh, that's not an important trade, actually. So that's the trade. Uh, now the Canadians have Jake Allen and Carey Price, and they've got about $15 million in goal. That's about the same as Con- Connor McDavid with the Oilers, but not the same. So that was the trade. Now I'd like to go into the NHL awards. Let's just go to NHL awards. Of course, they're announcing a couple a day. Um, So I would like to find this. Mm, Let's just, I'm sorry. Let's go to Google. That seems good. NHL Awards 2020. This should be good. The tracker of the awards. Um, so the King Clancy Memorial Trophy was awarded to the player who shows leadership on and off the ice, who has made noteworthy humanitarian contributions to his community. And it is selected by a committee of NHL senior executives that includes the commissioner, Gary Bettman, and deputy commissioner, Bill Daly. The finalists were Matt Dumba of the Minnesota Wild, Henrik Lungfist of the New York Rangers, I'm sorry, Henrik, and P.K. Subban of the New Jersey Devils. And the winner was Matt Dumba, a co-founder of the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Dumba has been a, has been a vocal and involved has been vocal and involved in racial and social action initiatives. At the beginning of the postseason, he gave an impassioned speech at Center Ice prior to the Oilers and Blackhawks playing in a qualifying game. He's also spearheaded the re- to the rebuild Minnesota initiative to assist Minneapolis businesses impacted by riots and protests in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. He's also donated more than to more than 60 families during the COVID-19 pandemic, Australia's wildfire relief, and has played roles in ACES, athletic community committed to educating students, and Hockey Fights Cancer. So, 
that was the winner of the King Clancy Memorial Trophy, Matt Dumba. Then the winner of the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy, who they I they gave out to any one of these players could have won this. The final the, this is awarded to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey, as voted on by the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Finalists: Stephen Stephen Johns, Dallas Stars; Oscar Lindblom, Philadelphia Flyers; and Bobby Ryan. Ottawa Senators. Of course, Oscar Lindblom had cancer, and he played in the playoffs this year in one of the games, which was pretty incredible. So the winner was Bobby Ryan. In November 29, Ryan left the Senators to enter the NHL-slash-NHLPA Player Assistance Program to combat his struggles with alcohol abuse. He returned to the lineup in late February, and in his first home game on February 27th, scored an emotional hat-trick. Since returning, he has shared his story to to help inspire others facing similar challenges. The Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award. Named after the first black player to play in the NHL, this award goes to to an individual who has made a positive impact on their community, culture, or society to make people better through hockey. Now in its third year, a committee that includes O'Ree selects the finalists with the public choosing the winner. Finalists, Dampy Brar, Alexandria Briggs-Blake, and John Hafferman. Those were the finalists. And the winner was, um, I'm assuming it is Dampy Barr, a former pro hockey player, co-founder of Ampna Hockey with with Lila Tour. Ampna Hockey is an initiative that provides a network and support for South Asian hockey players. He was also involved with the first ever women's hockey team in Lay Ladek, Ladek, I'm sorry, India, providing mentorship and support. The Jack Adams Award will be announced on September 9th. The Frank J. Selke Award will be announced on September 10th. Wait, is it, isn't it September 9th? It is September 9th. That'll be coming out very soon. The finalists are John Tortorella, Elaine Vigneault, and Bruce Cassidy, coach of the Bruins. So the Frank J. Selke Award will be going out September 10th. Lady Bing will go 11th. Jim Gregory, General Manager of the Year Award, will be given out September 12th. Mark Messier, NHL Leadership Award, September 13th. Calder will be announced during the Stanley Cup Final. Hart Memorial will be announced during the Stanley Cup Final. James Norris Trophy will be announced during the Stanley Cup Final. Ted Lindsay Award will be announced during the Stanley Cup Final. And the Vesna Trophy with you, Winnipeg Jets goaltender, Connor Hellebuck will be announced during the Stanley Cup final. Oh, well. What a year for Connor Hellebuck this year. I almost feel bad for him. He should have won the Cup this year. He was just so good for them. Oh, well. And I guess we don't have any news for the Jack Adams Award. So that's what's happening. Now, just give me a minute. And we're going to talk about the trade bait list and who I think the Jets should trade and what I think they could get and who I want them to trade, who they could get, and when would these trades be? All coming up on this episode of Hockey Related Anxieties and More. So, trade time. 
On TSN's trade bait list, they listed two Winnipeg Jet players on the list. Patrick Laine and Nikolai Ehlers. Let's take a look at the possibilities of both of these trades. I'm going to make three potential trades with Laine and Ehlers. And one with both of them. Let's take a look at what I think the Jets could do with that sort of stuff. So my first trade involves Patrick Laine with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. First of all, I don't think that they, the, the Jets should trade Laine or Ehlers. Laine is a restricted free agent in ne- next season, which means that the Jets can trade the, his rights if they have to for some good players because they, they can do that, you know. And the, uh, Ehlers, I also don't want them to trade because he's more consistent than Laine. If they had to trade someone, Laine, you could get more for him, and he's not as good as Ehlers. You know what you're getting for Ehlers every night. So we'll start with a line A trade. Line A, Patrick Line for Zach Wierenski. Let's start with the points, point totals. Patrick Line this year in 68 games put up 28 goals, 34 assists, and 62 points. Zach Wierenski put up 63 games, 20 goals, 21 assists, and 41 points. And we'll just sweeten that with a 2021 first round pick because that's what the Jets would also want to add. I feel like this trade isn't bad. I don't know if it's a good... I mean, Zach Wierenski is a player that would be good on the Jets. The Jets need another defenseman, and that would remove the need for them having to sign someone. But, yet again, you lose a player like Line, who could put in 50 goals each season. Bang, bang, bang which is why the Jets would also want Columbus's 2021 first-round pick with Zach Wierenski. So that's my first trade. My second trade also involves the Columbus Blue Jackets. This one, not nearly as realistic. So, the Winnipeg Jets trade Patrick Laine for Seth Jones. Now, this trade sucks for the Jet, for the, for the Blue Jackets because they're giving away their top defenseman but he did have a down season, only 30 points with six goals and 24 assists in 56 games, which is why the Columbus Blue Jackets would also have to give up their 2020 fifth-round pick and their 2022 second-round pick, because why not? And actually, we'll take away the 2022 second-round pick because that's just a little unrealistic. So that, so that could be another trade. Jones for Line A with a 2025th round pick. Again, good trade for the Jets. Get a def- they got a defenseman, but they did have to give up Line A to get a defenseman, which is why I still kind of want the Jets to trade with someone else for no, not trade. I mean, sign someone like Petrangelo. Now, our next trade will involve Nikolai Ehlers instead of Patrick Line. So, my trade here will be, I'm just thinking of these off the top of my head. So, Nick Ehlers will go to, we won't do the Blue Jackets, 
Um, we'll go with the... Who needs a player like Ehlers? With that speed and that kind of talent with him. Who needs a speedy player who can... You know, you know what you're going to get from, ever, from him every night. Who needs a guy... Who needs a player like that? I have to say... Mm, actually, no, I'm going to save that one for later. I'm going to go with mm, hmm, the Ottawa Senators, I think, would want a player like that. I think the Senators could take a guy like, would want a guy like him because he's a great player. Because Ehlers kind of, I feel like he would fit well with Tim Stutzel or Quinn Byfield. He'd make a great player with them. And the Jets could acquire from your beloved Ottawa Senators. Where the heck is this guy? Oh my gosh. I've lost my player position. We want defense because the Jets want defensemen, you see. Uh, Oh, never mind. Thomas Shabbat. I think, would be a nice trade for the Jets. Of course, Nikolai Ehlers, in 71 games, put up 25 goals, 33 assists, and 58 points, which was pretty good. Thomas Shabbat put up 39 points, 33 assists, and 6 goals in also 71 games. Now, I just want to take a look at the long-term outlook for... uh, Here, just a second... And I also think that the Senators would have to add Winnipeg's 2023rd round pick to that trade. Actually, I think Winnipeg would have to add a draft pick because we all know how the Senators just love draft picks. We'd give them a conditional fourth round pick because, sure, we'll just do that. Conditional 2021 fourth round pick for from Winnipeg. So Thomas Shabbat. For Ehlers and a 2021 fourth round pick. Again, you got a defenseman, but you'll have got to lose Ehlers. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and do a crazy, crazy blockbuster trade with Ehlers and Line, which is not going to happen. And no, it does not involve the Edmonton Oilers, therefore Connor McDavid. So, let's just pull this thing up. This is going to be complete chaos. So, the Winnipeg Jets make a trade. They're, they trade. We want... Oh, gosh. The Winnipeg Jets trade Patrick Line and Nikolai Ehlers to the San Jose Sharks. I think we know where this is going. For, I'm going to kick out of this, Eric Carlson. And yes, I do know that he is an $11 million player. Oh, no. So I do know that he is an $11 million player. But the Jets actually do gain cap hit. That cap hit. What? I'm confused. The Jets do gain. The Jets do gain four million bucks in cap space. So 
they trade Ehlers and Line for Eric Carlson and the San Jose Sharks 2021 first round pick because we all know how that goes with the Sharks when they're trading Eric Carlson. So that trade, I don't know how I feel about this trade. Eric Carl, the Sharks do lose $7 million, I believe, on this deal because they're getting Line A and Ehlers. I feel like this trade isn't bad for the Sharks. Now they're just swimming in offense. And the Jets do get arguably one of the best defensemen in the league. I don't know. Still, it's an interesting trade. So that'll wrap it up for this episode of Hockey-Related Anxieties and More. I hope you enjoyed. Tell, Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to tell all your friends... Don't trade Patrick Laine or Nikolai Ehlers, please. Just sign someone like Petrangelo. I don't know. And also, give Connor Hellebuck the Vesna Trophy. Please.